hello. <laughs> You're listening to Sword Explained. You are. Welcome. My name's Kellen Doherty. And my name's Lee Nielsen. And welcome to our podcast. Yes, you're going to be splained towards. Splained towards. And this, <laughs> Leah, is a very special episode. Do you know <gasps> why? Is it like our, a crazy number or something? Yeah, I should, I was going to pull up an air horn sound effect and then I <laughs> forgot. But I probably wouldn't even sound good anyway. But it's our 50th episode. That's crazy. That's wild. Do we have right? any dedicated fans that have been here since the beginning? I bet. They'll write us a letter. We'll they get will. some fan mail. We'll get an email or two. To our P.O. box uh, that we have <laughs> yeah. at our headquarters. At our headquarters. For our production company. Yes. <laughs> we could call it uh, Leland or Kia. <laughs> or Kellia. Kel- hey, Ke- Kelia? <laughs> but then it has my whole name in it and only half yours. Yeah. That doesn't seem fair. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we've made it this far. We've learned a lot along the way, I'll say. There's been yeah. a lot of giggles, some tears. Maybe not tears. tears. <laughs> I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't cried yet on the podcast. That is my claim to fame. And hopefully it doesn't come to that because nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've cried either. But uh, yeah. We've had, none um, of my touching stories that I've told you. I I mean, <laughs> they can be sad. I can feel sad. But like, When I was talking about acne or... <laughs> About the Irish goop. potato famine. I'm nearly sobbing with the goop. <laughs> but yeah, we blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. You know that a blood lot ritual of... we did before we started? Yeah. I mean, that's what they don't tell you about having a podcast, is the only oh, yeah. way to have it successful is to have a blood pact. Exactly. There's like the Illuminati, and then like three different levels down is the podcast blood pacting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of witchcraft goes into this craft, I will say. I mean, science is witchcraft, and we are talking to each other from across the country. That's true. And I don't know how, because I don't understand technology or the internet <laughs> or telephones. So really, yeah, all of this is amazing. It is magic. <laughs> the well, fact that you do losers. not live down the street from me blows my mind. I know. That we're not sitting in the same room right now. Crazy. Yeah. I wish we were. I one day we gotta do an episode in the same room. That would I don't know how I would react. <laughs> I would just get lost in your eye. <laughs> I get all blushed. I wouldn't be able to <laughs> Yeah, I get all distracted. <laughs> Especially because so you long. don't see we don't see what we look like, so you don't realize how hunched I am in a corner, like wearing ridiculous clothing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking pretty crazy myself, so that's good. I'm glad we don't video with it. I think that's for the best. Yeah, but nobody needs to see that. <laughs> no. That's a weird just... thing now, like TikToks of people making podcasts. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's like a turducken. It's like yeah, a podcast like, within a TikTok within a video. weird money in all sorts of ways. <laughs> yeah. 
and it's just like one tiny clip and so much of the time it's just some dude being like and this is why alpha males need to find a female that's submissive and does the dishes yeah and it's like oh okay have you seen that one redheaded girl that's like an anti-feminist you talking about pearl is it pearl i have no idea what i know about pearl I don't want to know about this girl, but she is on my feed and I hate her and I don't want to see her. Because, like, she so clearly only talks to women that are, like, not as intelligent as her. Like, I Mm -hmm. would like her to do, like, a full-on discussion with an actual feminist that, like, knows what the fuck they're saying. You know? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like they tried to do that. And then the, like, they had some discussion with her. And then the way they edited it, it made it seem like she was right about everything. And I was like, this doesn't seem, this is not what I want. It's just bad. But it's just bad. Oh, yeah. So this podcast is just like going to be like that. Um, This episode is all about how women need to do the dishes more. (laughs) is it this is the anti-feminist episode (laughs) yep this is where i the big reveal i actually hate women (laughs) yeah it's all a bit of front uh it would be pretty funny to like explain something so against most of our morals (laughs) you know yeah because it'd be fascinating yeah like there's there is like an anti-feminist women's movement which is wild Oh yeah, they're all over YouTube in their yeah. little aprons talking about like I want to build a home. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, if you're not pregnant yet, what's wrong with you, you dumb slut? And it's like, yeah. Jesus, what are you talking? Too about? many bodies. You fuck too many people, and now you're worthless. <laughs> you dumb rag. You should just throw yourself in the garbage if you're not married yet. <laughs> throw yourself in the trash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh Lord. Well. Today's episode is not going to be like that. Okay. It will have a little bit of feminism sprinkled in, as you, a lot yeah, of my you episodes like probably. <laughs> but <your> resistance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this episode is going to be a little goofy, a little wild. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it does get a lot darker than I wanted it to be. Oh. <laughs> um. So, like, bummer alert on that is like I wanted this to just be a ridiculous story and then it turned like kind of depressing in a lot of spots so like sorry but like not try to keep it light I'm trying to keep it light (laughs) yeah so this episode it's gonna have everything everything that you need it's got smoking weed getting drunk creepy old dudes and horrible bloody bodily harm oh okay (laughs) So you already know where I'm going, obviously. I have um, I... a feeling, but go ahead. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah, weirdly. So I first heard about this story back in my sophomore year of college. And, like, a documentary came out about this. And I saw it in theaters at, like, the local, like, indie movie theater. Um, and I think I misremembered a lot of it because... I wanted to like relearn it and I found out it's like way crazier than I remembered. So I think it's like a 20 year old. I was just like, oh, this is just like an interesting thing. And now I see it as an old woman and I'm like, oh dear Lord. So here we (laughs) go. Watch your pearls. (laughs) I have my purse next to me already. Um, So now before I tell you what I'll be explaining, just some backstory, we're going to go back to the seventies and the 70s had everything you know you have disco you got abba you got 
John Travolta. Also, also disco. All of those things have to do with disco. <laughs> I know. I didn't write anything down for the 70s, so I was spitballing the first things I could think of. <laughs> you know, you have a disco, you have a disco ball, you have a disco floor. Platform shoes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the 70s, also, a lot of people forget about, was the boom in primatology and primate communication studies. This is when okay. we got like real into it for it's some little, reason. It looks like a fad. Yeah. yeah. So the decade prior to this, the 60s, is when Jane Goodall's research became super popular and well known. So she pioneered research on chimpanzees at Gombe National Park in Tanzania. Yeah. Uh, and then before Goodall's work, we didn't know that much about chimps. We didn't realize yeah. that they would eat meat on occasion. We didn't know they used tools. We didn't know that they were capable of like armed conflict and like warfare. <laughs> yeah. uh, so she taught us a lot. And then since then, that sparked a lot more research. Okay, cool. Can I throw so, in a weird Jane Goodall thing? <laughs> of course. So it was like a couple years ago, pre-pandemic, Jane Goodall performed and I wanted to go see it, but I ended up not being able to go. But she, I guess, spoke at the 930 Club in Washington, D.C. Now, if you know the 930 Club, it's typically like electronic music. It's where we saw Word. <laughs> so like, it was just so funny oh. to see like, a concert like sort of you know venue lineup and then it was like Jane Goodall <laughs> yeah so I, wa- I was like That's wondering funny. if like the bars were open like <laughs> Jane Goodall was there <laughs> just bumping EDM in the background yeah. when you said Jane Goodall perform I just immediately pictured her like juggling so I was like oh I didn't know she was a performer <laughs> she was a performer <laughs> Also, fun fact about Jane Goodall, she's coming to Denver um, to talk, but she's not going to a concert venue. She's going to the Natural History Museum or See, that or the feels Science right. Museum. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. where she belongs. <laughs> Next to, like, the hominid, like, statue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, in 1967, at the University of Nevada, it's discovered that Washu the chimp can pick up on certain signs of American Sign Language. So mm. Washu was this chimp that was in the study. Uh, he would become the first non-human to learn American Sign Language. Cool. And, oh, sorry, her. It's a she. In her lifetime, it is thought <laughs> that she learned over 350 signs and even taught some of those to her adopted son. So that's cool. pretty cool. So cool. Yeah. So then talk, we're going to go talk to them. <laughs> yeah. And if we go forward to 1971, that is when Coco the gorilla is born at the San oh, Francisco yeah. Zoo. Celebrity. Yeah. Coco is like the celebrity of the ape world. Like, <laughs> she is. Her she and Harambe are, are like the two oh, that yeah. I can name. <laughs> and Harambe is so tragic. So he's like, Marilyn Monroe yeah <laughs> and then Coco is just like Madonna yeah <laughs> like she's really parallel. popular we kind of forgot about her she like aged out but like she's still like you know her if you hear the name kind of thing she met Robin Williams so did True. Madonna probably once <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she did I'm sure they I'm were sure great friends <laughs> 
So Coco became famous for being able to learn certain words and phrases in sign language, uh, much to the work of animal psychologist Penny Patterson. And everyone knows about Coco because she was mad popular. Um, Robin Williams went to go visit her. She had all these pictures with like celebrities. Everyone was talking about her. Um, and basically it was kind of shown primates are way smarter when, than we thought. And mm -hmm. both chimps and gorillas are capable of capable of some extent of sign language. Cool. But there is a lot of, to be debated about exactly how smart Coco or Washu or anybody was, because a lot of like what they're signing now, looking back, it's like, well, did they actually know what they were saying? Or is it more just kind of a behavior that they were taught through positive reinforcement? And it yeah. wasn't actually cognitive, like understanding, but more so like you teach a dog to sit and then you give them a treat kind of a thing. Right. Um, so a lot of that is to be debated about exactly how smart and how much, you know, any primate can sign to a human. Um, but that's a whole other podcast. So we're going to keep going. Yeah. So all of this is to set the stage that in the 70s, we were really into seeing just how smart primates were and what they were capable of. So Planet of the Apes came out in 1968, and from mm -hmm. then it was like, well, maybe chimps can talk. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, they can't. It's never <laughs> going to happen. They don't have the right anatomy. Their vocal structure, it's never going to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for a long time, we were like, maybe like they can sign, and then we can get them to talk, and then they'll be humans, and then they can be our butlers. Like, who knows? <laughs> what? The limit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's where it was going. Like, as soon as we like get a yeah, they're not going to be treated enough, like equals. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> how are we going to make money off of this? And how not can they allow help that? Us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the most successful case that has ever been documented in that after years of training, scientists have taught chimps to be able to say very, very elementary words like cup, up, mama, and gaga. <laughs> Okay, but all right. even that is like debated and like wishful thinking of like, was it really saying up or was it just like grunting and you thought you heard up? Right. Kind of like in those paranormal shows where they have the little whatever thing and they're like, see, the wind is saying that so and so died here. It's like, it's like, what are you talking about? No, that's yeah. not. <laughs> Did this chimp really just say Lady Gaga or was I confused? <laughs> is this like, why chimp did you know Gaga? Right? It's just like, that's what like any baby says when they right. can't speak. It's just like, whatever. They're not trying to sing like telephone <laughs> to you. But all of this takes us to our main story today, which is what I'll be explaining to you, which is going to be the next primatology project, Project Nim, or Nim the Chimp. Ooh. Okay. So it all starts off with this dude named Herbert Terrace. You're not going to like Herbert by the end of this, by the way. Gonna or guess if you he's do... not kind to animals. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Herb, let's just say that. Um, <laughs> so Herbert, quote, is a professor of psychology and psychiatry at Columbia University. His work covers a broad set of research interests that include behaviorism, animal cognition, ape language, and the evolution of language. Okay. So that's his background. He's a smart guy, whatever. Uh, now, good old Herb over here had a great idea. He wanted to take the Washu study a bit further. So besides just teaching a chimp sign language and studying them, um, he thought, hey, why don't we just try raising a chimpanzee just like a human child, teach the chimp sign language, and see exactly how smart we can make the, the chimp. 
I have heard of this. I didn't know the guy's name, but I have heard of this. <laughs> so I figured you might have heard of this. Um, and yeah, so the study also had a big component of like the nature versus nurture debate because everyone right. back then was talking about it. Now it's pretty much understood like, yeah, it's a mix of everything. Like it's just the way it is. But back in the 70s, they were like, maybe it's all nature. Maybe it's all nurture. It's all nature. What makes a serial killer a serial killer? Yeah. And now it's like, psh, we know all that. Um, well, wasn't so it considered like the forbidden experiment where like you would have twins and they were genetically the same and you would just neglect one of them <laughs> for like a long period yeah. of time. Yeah. That Maybe was like, some crazy study. <laughs> and they had the one with the triplets where they like split them up and they never knew that they had a sibling and they <gasps> oh, were all raised in like different socioeconomic classes. That's a wild thing. That's a weird one. <laughs> yeah. We back then it was just like, yeah, put this baby in a cage, see what happens. Whatever. It's science. <laughs> like it was fine. <laughs> And so part of the study, yeah, definitely wanted to see, like, okay, like, if we suppress the chimp's wild animal nature and just nurture him like a human, if you treat it like human, it'll basically be a human, right? Uh, spoiler alert, it also doesn't work that way. So, <laughs> in case anyone was really wondering. So don't try, don't try to do that. Don't try do to raise a chimp on your own. Do as not a human. try any of this at home. <laughs> so Herb is like, okay. Give me a baby chimp. Let's get this going. Um, but where do you get a baby chimp? Well, Oklahoma, obviously. Oh, because they're just roaming wild. Yeah, you know, the wild forests of Oklahoma. Uh, we, <laughs> the he jungles. To, yeah. He went to this primate research lab where there's a female chimp named Caroline. And she is basically there to breed baby chimps to give to studies. And it's terrible conditions. I won't go into too much detail, but basically it's like chimp jail, like chimps in cages, not being treated humanely whatsoever, not really thought of as human or living beings. So all of Caroline's babies are taken from her like immediately after no. giving birth to them. Because, <laughs> That's so yeah. tragic. Pops them out. Um, as soon as she would give birth, she <laughs> learned to turn her back from her baby and try to hide it so that the people wouldn't notice. She's trying to like keep the baby safe. It's fucked up. So three days after Caroline gives birth, she sees this coming. Uh, they take her baby. Uh, they have to shoot Caroline with tranquilizers, um, but they have to be careful because if she falls on this tiny three-day-old baby, she will crush him to death. Yeah. Um, so they have to, like, maneuver this and get the tranks out, steal the baby, basically. So that's the first bummer in the dark. That's a major bummer. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. And- <laughs> And Herb is tasked with putting this chimp in the human world. Um, but we got to name the chimp first. And what better way to name it than after your academic nemesis? <laughs> so Noam Chomsky, the acclaimed philosopher, linguist, and scientist, had oh. been very critical of these primate studies in the past and believed that language and grammar was unique to humans. And it was like, there's no way that like a chimp will ever really be able to communicate well with people. So yeah. Herb was like, no, you don't not, Gnome. I'm going to prove you wrong. And this all leads us to his weird vendetta that he had forever against Noam Chomsky. And 
I actually found out this morning because of something random I was reading on Reddit. Noam Chomsky is still alive. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, he's real <laughs> old. <laughs> no, but I, I was like, this was like, to me, the level of like Churchill. <laughs> like he was like Winston Churchill. <laughs> like I just like pictured him not being alive at all. Yeah, you're like, he went down with the Nazis, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, not that Winston Churchill did either, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah I think about that with Henry Kissinger all the time. I'm like, the ma- the fact that that evil man is still alive <laughs> blows my mind. He's like 99. Living on evil. Just sucked the souls out of everybody and just keeps living. And it's like ha- a horror show. So, so yeah, Noam Chomsky, he's still trucking along. Um, so they named this baby Nim. Nim Chimsky, to be exact. That's oh, okay. Name. There we go. But everyone just calls him Nim. Yeah. Um, but ridiculous. Ridiculous that they named a Chimsky. Honestly, pretty, pretty baller. <laughs> and also, like, a pretty good pun. <laughs> like, can you imagine if, like, whoever you think is your nemesis, if they, like, adopted an animal and then named it, like, Bia Nelson? <laughs> yeah, like, it would be weird like what like flattering yeah like it is flattering it's like the opposite of love isn't hate it's indifference so this person like really hates you and thinks about you a lot yeah (laughs) you know and might secretly have a thing for you yeah in love with you (laughs) they named a animal after you So Herb, of course, was not going to raise Nim because he's the smarty pants. He just like gets to have his name on it and like be the head of the study, but he's not doing the heavy lifting. So he gets his former psychology student, Stephanie Lafarge, to raise Nim, teach him sign language and prove Noam Chomsky wrong. So the big portion of the study was to teach Nim sign language. I want to be clear on that because it's going to get fuzzy later. Okay. (laughs) Now, the first weird thing out of a long, exhaustive list of weird things with this study is that Stephanie lives in a Manhattan brownstone. Okay. Because if you are meant to live in the open wild jungles of Africa, why wouldn't you want to live in a brownstone in Manhattan? (laughs) You know, they're pretty much the same price nowadays. (laughs) Do you want the the and equatorial Africa or do you want a brownstone in Manhattan? (laughs) Right across from Central Park. I mean, it's great real estate. (laughs) Yeah. So Nim was supposed to be raised like human baby. And Stephanie, while she had literally zero experience working or caring for chimps, no primate experience whatsoever, she did know how to raise children because she already had seven of them. Okay. Wait, and she's a graduate student? She was previously a student. Oh, okay. okay. So now she's just kind of a mom, I think. I don't think she has another job. Um, I think she's pretty busy with the seven kids and the chimp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Poor woman. That's like a nightmare. In one Manhattan brownstone. In one brownstone. Just (laughs) the the horror. I I can't picture it. Um, I don't know how many bathrooms, but not enough. I know that for a fact. No, for seven, no. (laughs) 
Now, Stephanie didn't really consider her husband or her seven children when she made this decision to bring a chimp into the home. She was just like, I want a chimp, so this is happening. Um, shockingly, the husband, who was like a poet or something, he like was not in on this. He was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and she was like, too bad, it's already happening. There's a chimp in the bathroom. Um <laughs> Herb thought she would be a great mom based off of mostly nothing, but he did <laughs> used to sleep with Stephanie before she uh, got married and had her seven kids. So okay. that's fun. <laughs> How did a poet and a stay-at-home mom raise seven kids and live in a brownstone and then take on a chamber? <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. They had to come from so much money. <laughs> like, that's just like craziness. I think they were just like really rich hippies or something. Okay, okay. Um, so Stephanie just brings this baby chimp into her life, and so she starts treating him like a baby, because that's the study. So she's feeding him, dressing him, he's got his diapers, he's being cared for like any other baby that she's had. Now, Nim is a baby, so he does need or wants milk, so obviously Stephanie is breastfeeding Nim herself. Oh my god, that's a weird one. Yep. <laughs> this lady breastfed a chimpanzee is that getting like i mean i guess they need the similar nutrients to us but it seems like probably chimp breast milk would have some different composition you know i don't know (laughs) you would think maybe just milk is milk but i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that that's a hard one to taken uh when nim gets a little bigger you know less infant and like more toddler age he starts getting destructive because right. he's a chimp and he's uh, strong chimps are strong <laughs> yep who could have seen this coming he's running around he's climbing the walls he's tearing stuff apart he's making a mess wherever he goes nim also didn't really like the husband um also his name is weir by the way just so you know, um, okay. Weir never wanted a chimp. So I oh, think I thought you were saying them... I thought you were saying his name is Weird, but his name is Weir. Yeah, his name is W E I R, which is kind of weird. So <laughs> it is weird. The whole thing is weird. There's a chimp. There's a guy named Weir. I think he's a poet. It's a whole thing. Um, so Weir and the chimp are not really getting along. Um, Nim gets really, really attached to Stephanie, like emotionally and also physically because he's attached to her breasts so one day nim saw weir put his arm around stephanie and nim did not like it he got jealous and he bit weir's hand now he was still young so it wasn't gonna like take his hand off but there was blood let's just say that it wasn't it wasn't great uh nim also bit herb one day uh on one of the few days he came to visit so the chompers are out. And All right, we're, very we're at early fighting school. level now. So Nim is getting a little dangerous at this point. Um, you know, what helps with aggression though? That's right, weed. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that was the drug they chose to go with? <laughs> yep, they were like, let's give this chimp a great old doobie and just get him high. So That's like, it was okay, the this... 70s. Yeah, but it's like... Did they give in like human infants a doobie? Like, just scientifically, this is like such a throw into their study. Like, it would totally fuck up their results, <laughs> right? Like, you are supposed to treat this chimp like, a, oh my god, my fuck. 
you were supposed to treat this chimp like a baby, but you're not giving your babies a joint. No. So already Stephanie is not doing the best job that she is. Yeah. So yeah, they're giving Nim weed. He loves it. He's getting high. He's having a great time. Um, you know what else is great for aggression? What? That's right, alcohol. Oh, that's not good at all. You know how how alcohol never makes anyone violent. That's um, just not true. So Nim, yep, he's drinking. Uh, he loves that too. He's having a great time. Uh, he was masturbating all over the place, and I mean everywhere. <laughs> this poor chip. It's not really his fault. Like, what the fuck are these people doing to him? Yep. <laughs> and he was like really into boobs. And Ooh. like Stephanie would like let him play with her boobs, oh, like Stephanie. probably because he was breastfed by her. He's like, this is where milk come from. But like, also like Coco the gorilla had a weird thing, especially where she was obsessed with nipples, and okay. she would always want to see people's nipples. And even when Robin Williams came to visit her, <laughs> she like, like lifted up his shirt to look at his nipples. Let me see them nips, Robin. <laughs> So it's just like a weird fascination thing that he had. So yeah, in a natural environment, that's not weird. But in a brownstone, it's weird. And they look different than ours. Like our ours look different than theirs. They're like, I don't know what this thing is. I'm horny all the time. I've (sighs) masturbated all over the brownstone. (laughs) And he's high and he's drunk. So this chip is a menace. But it's not his fault again. It's not. He was nurtured into this but like he is a menace (laughs) if i was given weed and alcohol at toddler age i'd be a menace as well yeah so yeah um in this documentary project nim um jenny is one of the daughters and she's just kind of like yeah we had a chimp it didn't really seem that weird like it was just like what we were doing it's like, girl, what are you talking about? You have a wild animal running around, slapping your mom's boobs, biting your father, masturbating all over the kitchen. Like, none of that's normal. It's like, that's just a normal household thing. It was the 70s, what can I say? Yeah. So, back to the point of the study. Teaching Nim sign language. Right. Um, Forgot about that. Yep, that really isn't happening because Stephanie is not doing that. Um, she's just the cool mom that lets her kid drink, get drunk in the house. Uh, okay. she doesn't ask that they, like, there's no homework. She doesn't teach him barely anything. She only knew, like, limited sign language herself. Uh, so she so like she doesn't even have the capacity to teach him. She doesn't even, like, she's not fluent in ASL. So, like, she's just teaching him, like, one-off signs every so often. God. So, so it's bad. She was she getting paid? Like I can't see their reasoning for doing this if she's not getting slightly paid. <laughs> I think she just wanted like a fun little pet and to be like I'm the woman with the chimp. Ugh, like I'm, I feel like they were probably paying for like the expenses to take care of him. Right. I yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Herb was also supposed to check in like all the time and he did not do that either. There were no notes, no recordings, no schedule, no nothing. And I mean, nothing. It was just mayhem from the start. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, after 18 months of learning barely any sign language, Herb is finally like, okay, this is getting a bit unhinged. Like, we got to move this chimp elsewhere. Like, he's getting really destructive. He's biting, yada, yada. Uh, Herb wanted to put Nim in a more structured environment where he might learn something. So he has another research associate come over and try to start teaching him sign language and get used to other people and move more away from Stephanie because they are still very attached. Mm. So Stephanie's like bummed. She's like real bummed. I'm sure she loves this chimp. (laughs) Oh, she loves him a lot. (laughs) (laughs) She just lets him play with her boobies. (laughs) He's just slapping her boobs. Raised him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And she even admits later on that she did not want to teach him sign language. She's like, I didn't really care about that. (laughs) She just wanted a chimp. She was like, give me that chimp. And I understand if you, like, don't really care, but she was, like, adamantly opposed that he didn't want to learn. Okay. Which is weird. Like, um, why are you here? It was, it's, it's all the, I mean, that's a weird, like, mom thing to do, where she's like, no, I don't think that's right for my child. Yeah. She's my like, child. if I keep him really stupid, he'll be more dependent on me. So. Yeah. Something, something's wrong with this woman. Yeah. <laughs> And to, like, Um, accept this study from a past professor that you were sleeping with. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, and it's, like, it's not going to hurt anything if he learns sign language. Like, he's just going to start signing, like, when he wants to go to the liquor store, probably. Because he's (laughs) out of booze. Because you... Booze. What's the sign for booze? (laughs) I need a 40. (laughs) I'm assuming that's what he's drinking for some reason. (laughs) Really? I I I was definitely picturing him with a can of beer. Like a bud or something. Yeah. You what know. were they drinking in the 70s? Probably Bud, bud Light. Bud Light. A bud. A bud. Not even light. I don't know if they had light at the time. <laughs> I feel like it was a bud in one of those cans that looks like a like a can you would get beans in. Yeah. <laughs> or since they were like rich in Manhattan, maybe they were just like drinking a lot of red wine. Oh, that's true. Wine could like, definitely I need be a Merlot. Wine could be a 70s thing. Yeah. So where does Nim go now? Uh, He, of course, moved into the most common sense place, which would be a mansion in the Palisades in upstate New York that was owned (laughs) by the president of Columbia University. Wow. This chimp, like, as far as real estate goes, is living the life. Oh, yeah. He's moving up. It's like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air over here. (laughs) So he goes from a brownstone to a mansion, and this chimp has rooms and rooms and rooms to run around. He also sees the outside, like a yard, grass, trees. He's never seen any of that Oh, wow. He hasn't been outside. Yeah. He hasn't seen, like, the sky. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, because you can't even, even if you step outside in New York, you mostly can't see that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, this is, like, a big change for him. Um, Nim got used to, like, a lot of stuff in this mansion. He really liked it. I mean, there was so much space for him. Uh, He also got to meet some cats while he was there. And Nim really loved cats. And I mean, really loved cats. So they would sometimes, like, take him out on walks. And he would, like, meet these, like, neighborhood cats. And he would get so excited. And he would, like, shake from excitement and, like, get to pet them um nothing bad happens he does not kill any cats so 
Okay. That's the good news. Okay. Um, so just want to put that in a possibility. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was going to go dark, but it's not. It, it's going to get weird because he would rub the cats on his genitals. Okay. He's getting, he's getting uh, weird with the cats. Because he'd get real, he'd get horned up. And you this know, I, is a sexual deviant. <laughs> yeah. He needs a girlfriend. Bad. <laughs> And so then they were like, okay, Nim, you're like getting real weird with cats. You gotta, we gotta not we gotta stop have this. you around cats, no more cats anymore. Because I'm sure it would only be a matter of time where he gets too excited and just, you know, that's the end of the cats. So in walks Laura Ann Petito. Uh, she was like the main quote unquote mother figure uh, and researcher. And they also had this larger team of teachers with her as well, but she's kind of at the head. Um, if you're wondering how old she is, she is 18. Oh, oh. <laughs> jeez, okay. And the quote is, quote, only 18 at the time, extraordinarily young, but a very bright, capable woman. She then got, like Stephanie, embroiled emotionally with Professor Terrace, and that caused her complications. So, yes, mm. uh, Herb was her boss and was 20 years older than her and was sleeping with her. Right. So That's what Herb does. That's just what Herb seems to do. <laughs> He's like, how do I get another young woman to sleep with me and take care of my crazy chimpanzee? <laughs> take care of my sexually, you know, like fucked up chimp. <laughs> how do I do this? Oh, I seduce them. <laughs> mm, gotcha. <laughs> Say it's a research study, quote. Yeah. <laughs> Now, as a reminder, Nim is a chimp, so while he gets older, he gets bigger and stronger and more temperamental. Yes. And so there's all these teachers coming in and out, and if Nim could sense you were weak or scared, he would assert dominance pretty immediately, Ugh. and he was not taking shit from anybody. Um, one teacher, this woman named Joyce, bit him on the ear when he was acting up, and Nim was like, okay, respect, like, good to go and they had a great relationship after that <laughs> can you imagine so biting a chimpanzee on the ear that is so weird it's so weird i mean she apparently did the right thing but like she, god it's just weird <laughs> you should you be close to a chimp anyway <laughs> well like when you go into work and your co-workers are acting up you just bite them on the ear Search and on then, yeah i mean that's how that's how corporate america works right yeah Exactly. Just bite your CEO on the ear, and yeah. then you're the CEO. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> and you'll have a hard time getting to that ear, because they're going to be running away from you. <laughs> now, back to Laura, the 18-year-old. Uh, she's already very vulnerable because of the power dynamic in her relationship with her old gross boss. Yeah, uh, so. She's young, she's kind, and then... Nim just takes advantage of that, and he starts really beating up on her. Mm -hmm. uh, she had to repeatedly get stitches. One time, 37 stitches in all. Oh, my God. Uh, Nim, okay, get ready for this, uh, ripped a tendon out of her arm. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even know how that happened. I don't know how you just, like, can she use her arm? They didn't really say a lot of detail. Yeah, they were like, she still have the use of her arm? Like, if you lose a tendon, that's pretty... I Was this yeah. woman critically maimed at 18 due to this? She's like, okay, but like, is she really okay? I don't, I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, I think if you have your tendon, because if you have your tendon ripped out, that means he's like opened up the skin. It's like rooting in there. He's in your so arms. That's Ew. gnarly. Yeah. yeah, that's real bad. That's like hostile mutilation shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this chimp sounds absolutely terrifying. I would never get in a room with this chimp. <laughs> never in a million years. Um, so yeah, it's like high. He's a sexual deviant and he's ruthlessly violent he's got a thirst for blood because <laughs> he is being <laughs> he's in a bad situation so yeah it's like a saw trap in this mansion in upstate new york every day just like people going in coming out maimed every day oh now laura did not leave the job due to her ripped out tendon or the stitches or the multiple near-death experiences but you want to know what did make her leave the job Something with the boss. He stopped sleeping with her or something like that. That is exactly right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he broke up with her. He was like, oh, you're so young and you keep getting all these injuries. Just, I'm not interested anymore. I'm grossed not... by your arm that my chimp destroyed. <laughs> yeah, you've just like lost your appeal now that you're like covered in stitches because it's my fault. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, he breaks up with her. Laura's like, okay, I guess I'll leave. Um... So, like, she's packing up her stuff. Nim can sense it. He knows something's up. He, like, mm-hmm. sees her packing. Um, he is mad. He Something's bad. Um, while she is out, like, packing and taking stuff to the car, he jumped off a balcony, chased her, grabbed her head, smashed it into the concrete. Oh, my it God. It took four adults to get Nim off of her. Yeah. Oh. She does survive. She's okay, but okay. that was her goodbye gift. Jesus, this is a terrifying animal. <laughs> I mean, this you know, there's definitely chimp stories about that. You know, the woman in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Chimps are not meant to be kept <laughs> like this. Are, it's like they're not supposed to live in a house for some reason, but I don't know why. Even though they're five hundred times stronger than us, so. Joyce, the lady that bit Nim on the ear, she's back. So she okay. so basically like, you're the only like, one that knows how to handle this chip. <laughs> basically, she's like the badass of the study that's like, I'll bite him again. I don't care. So she just like starts taking over. She's also sleeping with another dude who's on the research study. Oh my so there's God. like this weird, all this weird romance in this chimp mansion. It, it makes no sense. So Nim would later bite another research assistant in the cheek and basically ripped off her entire cheek. He didn't. It almost ripped off, but not the whole thing. So, like, she was, quote-unquote, okay. Um, They also, like... like, Mutilated. (laughs) Yeah, and they couldn't, uh, for some reason, give her stitches because they were worried it would get infected. So she just had, like, an open wound on her face for a long time. Oh, my God. Yeah, so there's head smashing, there's stitches, there's tendons being ripped out, there's a cheek that was basically ripped off a woman. Nim is dangerous. He yeah. is biting, and he's biting Herb all the time. And like, after one of these incidences, like, this shit should have been stopped. <laughs> yep. And they're like, no, no, he, he, he likes me, and then Nim just, like, attacks them. Yeah. So... Now, if you're wondering how Nim's education is going with sign language, because again, this was the point of the study, the answer is still not great. Uh, Eventually, Nim kept signing that he needed to go to the bathroom. And at first, the researchers were like, oh my gosh, he's getting smarter, he can communicate. 
he needs to go to the bathroom. Really, what was happening was Nim learned that if you make this sign language, this certain sign, you would get a break and you get to leave the room and get away from these people. Nice. Yeah. So he was just skipping class. He was like, I want to get away from you. And if I do this thing, you'll let me go to the bathroom and I can right. have peace and chip quiet time. Yeah. Now, Nim was just not making a lot of progress and he knew some other signs, but at the cost of like so much safety, he's very unhappy, obviously. So the study does come to an end. So the project is over, but what happens to Nim? Yeah. Just discarded? <laughs> oh, it's not good. Oh, no. uh, there's some good in it mixed in, but it's mostly going to be bad from here. So <laughs> there's not much you can do with him, right? He can't go to a zoo. Uh, he can't go back to the wild, obviously. He'd die immediately. He can't, like, be around other chimps. Yeah, he's think. never seen another chimp. Yeah. Ever in his life. Um, so first he ends up at the facility where he was born in Oklahoma. No! Oh, God. I hate that place. It's like the part in the movie where the, like, main character gets sent back to, like, the torture chamber that he escaped from. Um, so this is where he was for three days until he was ripped apart from his mother. Um, he is put in a cage. He's never been in a cage before. And he's screaming all the time. Oh, no. So, you know that scene in Rise of the Planet of the Apes where Caesar ends up in, like, a chimp facility and Draco Malfoy is there with, like, an electric prod and it's horrible and it's just, like, chimp jail? <laughs> I don't recall it. I'm not as versed in the Planet of the Apes series as many are, but... Oh. You should really <laughs> get into that. Draco Malfoy, like, the actor there? Yeah, the actor. Oh, that's <laughs> weird. That's, is that, like, but, the only other thing he's been in? Uh, to my understanding so when i saw him in it i was like why is draco malfoy here draco <laughs> like how did he get this job <laughs> what are you doing but yeah there's like a whole part in that movie where the really smart chimp gets sent to like this horrible facility and the other chimps don't like him this is like basically a biopic of nim because that's like everything that he goes through right um so herb this motherfucker visits nim once Ugh, I hate- this guy's sucky too! He's the worst. Nim wasn't happy to see him, but he thought that when he was there, that like, Nim was- me. Yeah, he was like, I get to go home, because Aww. this asshole is here. <laughs> and Herb left, and he never came back, and he never cared. Oh my god. What does so, me? Or like, cared about him? But she just yeah. like, stopped. Uh, we'll, we'll see some more of her a little later. But, yeah. Uh, for now, we just have this guy, Bob Ingersoll. And this guy we actually don't hate. This is, like, one of the good characters in the story. He does work at this terrible place, but he did feel for Nim, and he started paying special attention to him, because he could notice that he was, like, smarter than the other chimps, and had very different behaviors, obviously. So, quote, Bob felt very sorry for Nim when the chimp returned to Oklahoma, and he began to give him certain freedoms. He was taken out from his cage, they'd go on these lovely walks together, and they'd sign and communicate in a rich way, 
way beyond just the narrowness of the sign language experiment using verbal communication and body language. Nim also had re- recreational drugs at this point. Who could begrudge him those? <laughs> like, why do they keep doing that? <laughs> like, oh, he's miserable. He's in prison. Give him a joint. Give like, him weed. At this point, who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so crazy. Nim is getting high. Um, he's doing a little better with his friend Bob. He even fathered a child with one of the lady chimps. Ooh, um, all right. So he's finally getting some. <laughs> yeah, he finally got some action. Okay. <laughs> um, except right when things get better, the facility runs out of funding. Okay. So Nim has to move again. This time he moves to the Laboratory for Experimental Medicine and Surgery in Primates, otherwise known as the hellscape that is Lemsip. Okay. So this is like way worse. Like well, you medical that testing it's is bad. worse than behavioral testing. <laughs> yeah. This is like from our PETA episode, any of those that they just like completely wrecked. Because it yeah. was just like, oh, you're just like committing monkey genocide in here. <laughs> yeah. Basically. So this is where primates would be injected with illnesses and diseases like hepatitis and shit. And they test vaccines on them, get them sick, and then see if the vaccine works. Uh, Nim was the only chimp that didn't have experiments put in him. But he's still with all the other chimps. So he's like in his own cage, but he's seeing all of his like brethren getting tortured, basically. Um, And I think it's mostly because he was like, you know, had a cool backstory and was like the smartest or whatever um so they're not like slowly killing him with any injections um but he's just kind of in this hellscape that is lemsip Ugh, that's not good <laughs> yeah and bob ingersoll from the oklahoma facility he tries to get in touch with a bunch of lawyers and like he's like we gotta get this chip out of here like he can't be here and after a bunch of hollabaloo and public scrutiny they actually get him free from lemsip so that was the good news so he is out of that facility uh where would he go next it's like his long arduous journey across america and just all of it is bad (laughs) all of it's bad um now he's going to the black beauty ranch operated by the fund for animals now per the name black beauty ranch you may be thinking that sounds like a place for horses and you would be correct because it was so it's it's what the it's it's for horses. It's oh, the Black okay. Beauty Ranch. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and so they've never had a chimp there before. He's just surrounded by horses. And they're like, He's Look, never this. seen a horse before. He's never. Can you imagine never seeing a horse? And then you and see, then like, see a like, stable like, of horses. <laughs> they're scary. <laughs> yeah, and it was like this place for like old, like formerly abused, like, equines that had a tough time whatever case they came in um so they were kind of there as like a retirement home and now you like bring in a chimpanzee and they learn to like take him out on walks and they do give him like enrichment he has toys he has like a good kind of sized enclosure um it's not a cage like he's got he's got some things so it's not terrible okay um better than the cage a tiny yeah. cage better than the cage seeing his friends getting hepatitis injected in them 
Yeah. So that's the plus. Um, eventually, Nim, he gets upset, though. He's he's not having fun. Uh, quote, he began to show hostility that included throwing TVs and killing a dog. Uh, he basically snuck what? out of his cage and snuck into the house, which is where he wanted to be, because he's like, that's where I'm supposed yeah, to live. I, I live in a house. Why am I in this barn? Yeah. Um, there was a poodle in the house, and the poodle has never seen a chimp before. <laughs> so the poodle yeah. is, like, barking and is like, what are you? And Nim basically very quickly kills him, like, throws okay. him into a wall. So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a bummer. Um. Now, this is the time in the movie when someone from the beginning comes back to have an emotional and heartfelt reunion. And that is what is kind of going to happen with Stephanie Lafarge coming back. Okay, there she is. She's coming back for her chimp. She's her chimp coming baby. back. She's like, she's like, my baby boy. I my baby my boy. <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> He's back from his wild studies. I gotta go meet him again. He's way more violent now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So she goes to meet him. She's like, oh, I know this chimp. And the people are like, okay, you crazy lady. Like, here's the chimp. And the caretakers are like, okay, like, he seems very agitated. He does not seem like he's in a good mood. I don't think you should really, like, visit him right now. And Stephanie, being the idiot that she is, uh, is like, no, I'm good. Yeah, she's like, my baby. I can calm him. <laughs> She's like, well, did you give him some weed? Like, yeah. get along. I don't... <laughs> How much weed and whiskey has he had today? Because <laughs> he needs a lot. <laughs> so they're like, okay don't go in the cage or the enclosure, whatever you want to call it. And she's like, no, I'm going to go in. So uh, Stephanie goes into this enclosure with Nim. <clears throat> so uh doesn't go how she planned. Uh, Nim at first was just like really scared of her and just like didn't want to be around her eventually he gets aggressive he dragged her around the cage uh by the ankle and he flung her around mm. uh the caretakers didn't know what to do um eventually nim just kind of stopped he just like gave up and was like i'm done uh yeah. he could have killed her very easily if he wanted to he just wanted to fuck with her basically yeah show her who's boss obviously and he's like i'm not your little baby anymore mom right <laughs> You know when you drag your mom by the ankle? <laughs> That's how everyone becomes an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how you assert dominance in the workplace, too. <laughs> yeah. Take work tips from Kellen. Ankle dragging, ear biting, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Showing all your teeth, grunting. Masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows these things. <laughs> yeah. They are our relatives, after all, so... <laughs> Now, Ingersoll, he comes back. Um, he was banned from the ranch for a while because the owner, like, didn't want him there. I don't really know why, but then the owners changed, so they let Bob come back. Um, and Bob was the only one that, like, you know, Nim could get along with, really. And yeah. he actually got more of the research lab chimps over to the ranch. Okay. So he was, like, doing his best trying to, like, free Trying. some of these poor chimpanzees and yeah. nim started doing a lot better when there were other chimps around because okay. he was just one freak show among a bunch of horses <laughs> yeah. okay and nim would still sign with bob and bob and him had like a nice relationship they got, to, they got along well um and on march 10th 2000 uh nim died of a heart attack 
and he was 26 years old. The life expectancy for a male chimp in captivity is 33. Yeah, I was like, that's young. Yep. He was not happy, he was not treated well, and he died early because of it. Well, also, like, he was probably, like, an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah, just the stress and the all the confined spaces and the god knows what else yeah different stuff yeah he was out and thus ends the story of nim and failed project nim it's honestly very lucky that no one died or was more injured than (laughs) yeah Yeah. i thought that 18 year old was gonna die (laughs) yeah there were a lot of times in the story i was like someone's getting their face eaten i know it they eat faces <laughs> it happens so watch out. and this is the point in the story where i'm like everybody remembers the lady from oprah that had her face eaten by travis the chimp mm-hmm. and that i remember watching that on oprah so clearly as like a 10 year old girl <laughs> like in my kitchen just being like what yeah it happened in connecticut like right outside of where my uncle lives i remember oh. that specifically <laughs> Uh, you know, Connecticut, the hate yeah, of chimpanzees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so then after this, I was like, okay, like, let me just look up some stuff real quick. And um, what happened? Oh, yeah. So I ended up on this article that I don't recommend anyone look at because it's by the U.S. Sun. And it basically detailed all these different chimp attacks because I was yeah. like, Nim attacked, but like he didn't seriously you know maim or kill anyone and then I was like but I know that chimps do like Travis in Connecticut and then dear god this article I thought it would be like gory but they had pictures and I couldn't I couldn't oh my it. god oh I mean anything fingers ripped off noses ripped off right. ears ripped off lips they <laughs> go for lips a lot yeah. um eyeballs obviously um anything like small that they could just like rip really easily um, yeah because they want to disfigure you and hurt you but they'll kill you very slowly uh yeah and one story there was only one that really ended in like death which was someone's spine getting ripped out and then kidneys getting ripped out oh my god jeez yeah so really bad stuff again don't look up chimp attacks online unless you want to be scarred like me and really the moral of all of these of this is that you do not fuck with chimps i would rather be alone with a bear a shark a lion a gorilla anything but a chimp because a chimp will take their sweet time and they will eat your face a gorilla will just kind of like throw you into a tree and you'll like die immediately they'll like snap your neck but yeah. a chimp is going to slowly rip off all of your appendages one by one while you're alive. Yeah. That's and, not ideal. <laughs> yeah. And on the bigger picture, though, of ape experiments and communication, uh, chimps are really freaking smart and they can sign somewhat. Um, they aren't just like magically going to be able to communicate perfectly with people and they're never going to be like Planet of the Apes and just like start being like humans. And if you're wondering about Herb, he's still alive and kicking. He's still a professor. He has a published... Really? He has a bunch of published stuff. He's got a bunch of stuff about Nim and, oh, my documentary and my my book and all this stuff. Along with Stephanie and Laura, everybody basically somehow profited off of this. And yeah. 
you know, in the documentary, Herb never seems that apologetic or really that empathetic at all, which is not really surprising given who he is, but it's just like so annoying. He's like, yeah, it didn't really work out. I tried my best. <laughs> so that is so annoying. No apology, no anything. No apology. Nope. And it ends like this article from NPR ends it with, which is a quote from Bob which is, quote, chimpanzees in captivity is just not where they ought to be. I would hope that one of the lessons that we learned from Nim's life is that keeping chimpanzees in cages is torture and really plays havoc on their mental health. Yeah. And that is Project Nim the Chimp. Nim the Chimp. Nim Chimpsky. (laughs) Nim Chimpsky doing his best, his darndest. Poor guy. Jeez. That's pretty wild. I yeah. so when you first brought this up, I thought you were going to talk about the psychologist that raised a chimp and his daughter together, and then they like just in the same way. And then I, from what I remember, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but the um, like he ended it because his daughter started acting more like the chimp than the <laughs> chimp started acting like a human, and so he's like, I am messing up my child. Oh my god. <laughs> I have not heard of that. No, that's another one you should oh, look into. That's a hilarious outcome, and that's what you deserve. That's, that's what you that get. just shows how dumb humans are. Yeah, like, so oh, dumb. what if I do this thing to this gym? Oh, my daughter is only grunting and won't speak English anymore. Right. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I totally messed up the childhood development of my child. <laughs> And that's also such a like 70s, 60s, 80s, whatever kind of thing. Like, oh, like, did my career negatively traumatize my child? Whoopsie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I also just Googled because I was curious another very famous chimp, Bubbles, Michael Jackson's chimp. Oh. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. He's still alive. Okay. He's in a center for great apes in Florida. Oh, okay. I hope yeah. he's okay. Poor boy. It seems he's okay. Seems oh. he's all right. <laughs> Better than Nim. Better yeah. than Nim. And because remind me, have you seen the movie Nope? N- no, I haven't. Is there a okay. chip in Nope? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I think that. we talked about it on a previous episode where I like alluded to it. But yeah, there's basically, if anyone wants to feel the terror that is a chimp um but oh. not actually watch a video of someone being mauled by a chimp just watch nope and you will want to poop your pants like me is, that was is very it like scary. The, uh what was the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio revival Re- revivalist the revenant Re- the revenant, <laughs> <laughs> the revivalist. so it, is, is it like a chimp attack like that's a bear i know but like oh. i just mean it's similar to that <laughs> yeah. that was like i don't know what and realistic. you're talking about <laughs> you know, the the leo in the revival <laughs> when he's trying to revive himself that's <laughs> yeah, just like what <laughs> yes the revenant with bear tech fun fact about that is last summer my boyfriend and i were camping in like montana and they kept having all these signs about bears and mm. i was like you know for some reason i don't fear bears and i think it's because i know so much about chimps <laughs> and yeah. then i was like but i know like obviously if i saw a bear i would 
you'd die immediately and it would be terrible but I was like I remember mm-hmm. that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and then I was like for some re- weird reason I was like it'll be fun to watch this while we're in Montana <laughs> next Two to the seconds in, I was like I don't want to watch this <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like really really it's super graphic and like long it's a long yeah. scene <laughs> it's very long and it keeps going yeah. yeah yeah and that's based off of a true story yeah so. I mean, that was back in the day where people could just survive bear attacks with no antibiotics for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and you're just, like, freezing to death, but you just, like, bury yourself in, live like, on. a carcass yeah. and live and... <laughs> carcass. <laughs> Somehow. There's, like, some part where he, like, guts, like, a bison or something and sleeps in it. <laughs> like a Star Wars style? They yeah. do that in Star Wars. <laughs> it keeps you warm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been around bears i've seen a bear in real life i've been close to a bear in real life like a I, wild one yeah i've never a, seen a bear in real life in black bear yeah in uh like south carolina i think huh. or like maybe a little more south than that i don't know but anyway it was totally fine did not give a shit about us at all was just eating and like doing its own thing Left. yeah i mean if you're gonna see a bear that's the one that you want to see i mean out of safety black bears like are grizzly bears known for being more aggressive isn't it i think it's brown bears that are actually the scariest yeah i mean i think those are in the middle of like either one i mean mostly especially if you see a grizzly cub then you're right fucked. yeah that's a fu- <laughs> that's a fucking problem then you're screwed um, <laughs> yeah. i think polar bears are the oh, worst yeah, polar bears are supposed to be really vicious yeah so if when you go hiking in the arctic as i know right. we do um be careful <laughs> right 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 but i i mean i heard they're becoming because everything's getting warmer they're moving more south mm-hmm. and they're becoming yeah. more prevalent in like canadian communities of like issues and encounters with Uh, love that love it (laughs) what a weird little niche uh repercussion of climate change (laughs) what a fun polar bear you know it's kind of a fun one (laughs) yeah (laughs) we deserve it yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry canada but (laughs) sorry yeah they're just basically a buffer for the us between the polar bears yeah well and the bummer too is like native people are probably the closest to them and they are the least deserving like can you just like come to mitch mcconnell's house instead like (laughs) that would be worse can we just send a polar bear there i'm sorry if you heard little pitter pats my cats are running around (laughs) um yeah what so okay what animal would you least like to be attacked by chimp number one chimp okay after chimp I mean, like, probably a mountain lion. Yeah. That one is, like, the most actual, like, could happen. Because, like, I don't think I'll see a chimp in the wild, hopefully. Unless I do end up in the jungle. But yeah. I would be very scared of mountain lion. Um, yeah. Any big cat. I mean, they'll... They're they'll intense. Be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hopefully it would be quick if they just, like, bite your neck, obviously. But, you know... That'd be a I think it'll be a process video. most of I the also, time. I'm not, I don't feel that bad about sharks. Like if a shark gets no, me. I'm not, I'm fine with those. <laughs> for some reason, if I'm in water, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I don't know why. For some reason, so mine is hippos. 
So I've heard they're super aggressive and people die by hippo much more than like by bear. Oh yeah. Hippos that, are the I think the deadliest animal. I don't like that at all because their teeth are weird. Like how their are you teeth, attacked by that? I mean, it once uh-huh. you're in their mouth, they will crush you. It's like being put in like a compactor. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Will Which just... is terrible. <laughs> And, and they're, they're fast, like and they water. can swim fast. Yeah, yeah, like you could be like partially drowning at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they're very territorial. Yeah, so like you don't know it, and then the hippos there because they're like a crocodile; they're under the you water. Can't see them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a bad way to go. It's a bad one. <laughs> yeah, bad we're one. pretty lucky we don't live in Africa or Australia, just because the wildlife will kill you much more often there. But yeah, yeah. Mostly here, it's just like, avoid the bears, avoid the mountain lions. I could take a coyote. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I can take a wolf, but I think I could take a coyote. Yeah. I, can, I mean, they're just scrappy. Like, they would just keep biting you and, like, keep going. Yeah. Be tough. One of my friends, and to her credit, she's very confident, and I love this for her, but she told me that she thinks she could take a cheetah. <laughs> And I was like, like there was no way. Um, but listen, Taylor, if you're listening, if you can take a cheetah, I'm very proud of you. But Good for I you, girl. Cannot. To be fair, uh, very unlikely. They have an extremely small population and they're very inbred at this point. So <laughs> They are really skinny. Yeah, very skinny. But the teeth, the teeth and the claws, uh, yeah. those get me. I mean, my cat, when he scratches me, I'm like, ow. <laughs> like, it hurts. <laughs> like, you drew blood. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Animals yeah. Are Don't keep a chimp in your house. Yeah. Uh, do not hang out with a chimp. But I guess if you do have to hang out with a chimp, bite it on the ear and maybe it will, will respect <laughs> you. Or it'll eat your face. But, you know, one of the two. <laughs> it's a gamble. It's 50-50. What you gotta do. Yeah, don't hang out with chimps. And also, I just gonna throw out there, don't support these, like, zoos that let you hang out with chimps. Like, babies. Like, there's a lot of zoos that, like, not AZA accredited, but, like, street side zoos like um yeah, don't get in a tiger king situation yeah. where they're like oh here have this baby leopard don't but they do it with chimps too at that the other place that was his like rival the one that like would ride in on an elephant all the time the guy with the white hair huh he had chimps yeah they have everything why and they hasn't have... he been eaten by a chimp yet that's what and i want TikToks, to have a ton of tiktoks of like the young caretakers like taking care of these chimps and like playing around with them and doing stuff and they're like we're treating these chimps so well it's like yeah but just don't do that stop don't do that stop get a, get a different <laughs> hobby like leave them alone also it. so many people think that chimps like are that size because a lot of the time all people see are baby chimps because you see those in tv and movies and like the zoo and stuff and people don't realize how big chimps get a lot of the time yeah because when i worked very briefly yeah when i worked very briefly at a chimp sanctuary as an internship is this the first time you're mentioning that in this whole podcast (laughs) probably (laughs) seems like it would be important (laughs) 
I did. I was. That also probably plays into my fear of chimps because I was near them. I obviously never went, never touched them, never went in their enclosure, but I had things thrown at me. I had, we had like one adolescent chimp. He was going through puberty. It was a hard time. Um, He would masturbate furiously and throw it at people. So (laughs) there's a lot to unpack there. Terrifying. But yeah, that probably feeds into my fear of chimps. That and that when I was there, I, it was the same summer that at the Jane Goodall Institute in South Africa, an intern, to his own fault, not to victim blame, but I'm going to victim blame, he <laughs> went <laughs> under the fence that he was supposed to be. There were like two fences. He went under one. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because the no, chimp no, no. grabbed no. him by the ankle, <gasps> drug him under the other fence, drug him for like a mile. Uh, I want to say there were testicles being ripped off. What? Don't quote me on that immediately, but I'm pretty sure something bad happened. He was maimed. Let's just say that. And my mom called me and was like, you have to come home. Like, oh my God. Like, this is going to happen to you. She was scared of that. I was like, it's not going to happen to me. It was like, you're not fucking dumb. Like, why did he do that? (laughs) I was way too afraid. I wouldn't get anywhere close to, no, I was so scared. Yeah. No. I would not want to be near them either. And their teeth are like a lot sharper. Mm-hmm. And they're just strong. And they I mean, scream real loud. <laughs> oh, they're real loud. So near the end of my internship, they did let me feed the chimps with like a little mm. treat in tongs. Ooh, so I would treaty. like Yeah, I would stand like feet away and then like put my arm out and then the tongs would be the only thing that would go near the actual wall. And they, if you did not take the tongs away enough, like quick enough, they would grab it. And that was the scariest thing. Because I just, (laughs) I drop it immediately. I'd be like, I'm not playing tug of war with you because you will win and you will eat my face. (laughs) They're just scary is the thing. They're just like unpredictable and violent and sexual and like just yeah. scary they are our relatives so well, we're scary too come on yep we got all of the like horrors of humanity it's like look at your ancestors look at what they're doing yeah we're all terrible <laughs> so yeah that was nim the chimp and now i think we learned our lesson we're not doing this to chimpanzees to my knowledge we're doing worse i mean we're doing other stuff but we're not trying to like get a chimp to act like a human anymore so progress i guess in that way yeah (laughs) some progress yeah so that was nim the chimp splained away